everyone. Jane A here from Your Way Weight Loss. And today we're talking about heavy weekends. Hello, hello, Alicia. Hello, Jose. I am uh, currently looking into going to Les Îles de Madeleine. Well, I saw that on your Facebook. I was like, I can't believe she didn't tell me. I don't know what this is. Okay, so this is, the, it's a tiny, tiny island um, owned by Quebec. And um, it's about an hour flight for us, like for with Jeff's plane. So, so that would be probably like for a normal person flying there, um, or a normal flight, I guess, would be way less. So that's to tell you how close it is to us. That's why I'm saying this. Okay. Um. So, uh, we've never been. We and usually you would take the ferry from PEI. Okay. So, because you would want your car there. Right. Right. So, um. What did I want? So basically, this is why, because I obviously want to travel the world right now. Yeah, you, that's how I you don't have to tell me why. You're like, what can we do next? How can we have fun? How many people can we touch? Where Jeff, Jeff is like, you're a next level. So I was listening to I'm listening to a DCL podcast, Disney Cruise Line podcast, and they had just they had just gone to Aluna Alani. Anyways, it's the basically the the Disney resort on at Hawaii. And I'm listening to it because I just want to listen to everyone that's traveling and how great their trips are. Like zero jealous, just inspirational. Okay. Um, and I just love hearing about people on vacation. Like it just like, and, and especially Disney, anything Disney, I'm like, oh, tell me about all the people you saw. Anyways, he was talking about what, um, what's the best time to go to Hawaii would love to go to Hawaii one day. So I'm like, Ooh, interesting. So basically it's like the opposite of when you would usually go on a trip. So he's like from May to December is when he's like September, so hot, October, so hot and, and, um, dry. So I arrived and I was like, should go to Hawaii in October. He's like, you're, we're not going to Hawaii in October. I'm like for a month. I'd like to go for a month, please. I'd like to move there. Um, but anyways, but at the same time, it's fun because that doesn't take away from other types of vacations that you need to do in March to get the warm weather, right? You can okay. like, they can coexist with another trip. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is, this is what I want so, once we are ready. Um, so all of this you've told me, which I appreciate all of this extra information, none of which is telling me about this little tiny island oh, that right. you're going okay, to. Okay, so sorry. Okay, so <laughs> I've heard only good things. I guess the people are really nice. Uh, food is, like it's just like this tiny, like it's like this little tiny, um, well, I guess like the people that live on the island are like super sweet and super chill and super like, it's just this, you, you don't go, I I think you would go for a couple days, maybe. Okay. Anyways, I'll send you some pics. Like, it's beautiful. That's fine. Also would be a beautiful... Obviously, I'm looking into where can we fly right now. We're not going to fly to BC, though. You know what I mean? Like, with with our, with our um Jeff's license. So, I'm like, okay, what are the places that we've never been that are, are flyable for us? And also with COVID and everything. So, anyways, we had talked about Les Îles de la Madeleine before COVID. Um, so, it's like, I guess, easy, an easy flight. But Jeff was like, it's so windy there. Like, it would have to be the more specific, perfect weather for me to feel comfortable. And it's also a lot of time over water. So, he said, like, you need to like understand that it's over water. We're going to have to go 10,000 feet. Like, it was just like, there was a, it's a lot. It would be like a big would be a big moment. I'm out. I'm out. Please don't go. I can't do life without you. Absolutely not. <laughs> Listen, and then I saw I had Jeff's iPad um, next to me at bedtime and it like fed ding. 
And I was like, oh, I could totally see if he had a lover. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so, so someone texted and it was um, his, like, we like own the plane with another guy. What the other guy, the other pilot was um, texting about Idla Madin. He's been there many times with the plane. And he's like, I just see him. He goes, there's a seven, eight minute period where there's no, you will land on water if the engine dies. Like there's a seven and eight, seven to eight minutes of flying that you will not glide enough to make it to the next island okay. um so he said so i'll um i'll lend you two life jackets that's what he that was the text oh and i wasn't even like i was i didn't even flinch i'm like we're gonna make it it's gonna be fine yeah, yeah anyways so i guess the water's blue and i think this would be uh, a fun little i guess uh, and, and imagine flying over right just like doing around the island that could be really beautiful to fly over as well I support you. Just one of my adventures that I'm planning that might not happen, though. I mean, it's so fun to plan adventures. You, I know. You love planning adventures. I do. I really do. Anyway, so I said to Jeff, like, we're not staying overnight, so we don't need a hotel, so we don't need to, like, plan. Basically, he just needs to be like, you know what? I checked, and this Thursday, the weather's pretty perfect to fly there. Do you want to go? Like, that's okay. basically how we're going to have to make it. So that's why it might not happen as well. Okay. And then people are like, you need a car. And I'm like, do they have taxis? And then someone's like, they might, but I don't think it's the the, the appropriate way to do it. And I was like, I don't know. Whatever. Complicated. Too co Maybe it's too complicated, Alicia. Maybe I, I won't mean, go. <sighs> Who knows? I mean, things like this require us to get out of our comfort zone. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, what I had initially heard about this island is that you basically get there. And even if you don't have a car, you just hitchhike. And the islanders are so nice. I guess it's a tiny, tiny island. And you like just how like, many people live there? How I, tiny is this? Okay, island? I need photos. I need more data. Oh my god, it's so pretty. Uh, I assume everyone speaks French there. Absolutely, it's a Quebec. It's uh, it's owned by Quebec. Twelve thousand people. Okay, twelve thousand people is their um, population. population. Okay. Um, someone said, obviously the food is like homemade pee. I guess it's a little paradise that people don't know about. So I'm okay. like, well, let's go, let's go and see it. Well, now they know about it. Exactly. Now everyone knows everyone's going to be world. going. The, the whole world, world. will be <laughs> I don't even know if they have like a full airport. Like I don't even, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how the humans get there. I'm not going. Other than I would never get on a ferry. I am more scared of dying and sinking with the ferry and like being sick than flying there. Who am I? Mean, I? Dying and being sick are two very different situations. Both very scary, Alicia. It's true. Yeah. The vomiting for you. Vomiting, vomiting is, like is your as worst scary fear. as dying for me. <laughs> Basically, if you vomit, I'm dying at the same time. So that's um, it equals the same. That should have been our fun fact that we did yesterday right. about you. Your fear of vomit. I do feel like everyone has that fear. Nope. You're next level. Mm. Yeah. I am so next level. Like if you're in my car and you're a bit pale, I'm like, it's good. Yeah, I know. Um, also, just like as a teacher, that's why. Like, do you remember how yes. bad I was? Yes. Oh, my God. Poor pale students wearing green shirts. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> it would like reflect on their face. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, you look green. <laughs> And then they'd be like, I'm fine. I'm like, you don't look fine. <laughs> do you need to throw up? If you need to throw up, you do not have to ask anything. You run. 
like you run <laughs> as fast as you can. You do not you do not throw up in this classroom. Do you hear me? They're like 15 years old. Anyways. Um okay, so I want to know this when your kids your kids obviously have thrown up because kids throw up. Are you like it's okay? Puke all over me or are you like don't touch me? No, I I step up. I step up. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah. I, and actually, it happened uh, not too long ago where Dia was car sick in my brother's car. No. And my brother is next level on top of me. Come next level. He's There's Jose level and then there's Kevin level. Okay. He walks. I can see him. Okay. He had brought Dia. But what happened is Zach was watching the iPad. Dia gets uh, car sick. And she yes. was sitting beside him. She and obviously, looking. my brother thinks he drives a race car. Yes. So... He probably in the little back roads in Cornwall, she basically vomited right when he turned into our driveway. Okay. So he storms out of the, I'm like, Hey, was it fun? So I like walk outside. He goes, Dia just vomited everywhere. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I know how he's like, whatever. Um, but I didn't even flinch. I think if it's my daughter, like my kids, it's, I, it's like, it's my, I, there's no getting out of it. This is the, I'm the only human that can clean this with Jeff. Yeah. Jeff is also like totally fine with it. So I'm like, and did my brother, bleh, bleh, he's outside. Okay. I'm like, stop. <laughs> like, you're not even in the car. Like, stop right now. He, listen, he left his car in, in my, in my yard and walked home. He couldn't get back in the car, even after it was clean. He's like, I can't, I need to walk home. I need to do fresh air. <laughs> but you did nothing. That's a great story. Oh, such a fun, like such a, <sighs> such a, so funny. I'm like, oh my God. And the next day he was like, I'm so sorry. Like I was just out of control. I'm like, I know. And I'm like, I apologize. Like, it's not fun. Like if his kids vomited in my car, I'd be like, oh, geez, Ola. you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm so sorry. He's like, not her fault at all. Like he like, he's totally sympathetic for that. But he's like, I could not. Like I, he's like, I could not. Anyway, so <sighs> Jeff just took out the pressure washer and. I mean, it was legit the tiniest amount. Like I didn't even flinch. Like it was totally fine. But okay. when it's your own kid, I'm like, okay. But like if you vomited or even if Jeff vomited, I would not be okay with that. No. We almost like didn't make it because of, because of him vomiting when he drank. Like as a couple. Yeah. Like I was going to leave him. Okay. Yeah. If Yeah. You, I get an... Yeah, annoyed with Neil when he's vomiting when he's okay. drank, but he it's because he turns into like an animal. Like right. it's like <gasps> he's it's- metamorphosing in in that's his time at midnight. He more in in an owl or something. You know what I, I mean? Must, I must say though, Neil is like he does. I can't remember. Like he doesn't throw up often. Like no. maybe once, like once a year, maybe. Like I can't remember the last time. So Jeff and I have been together since we're 16, right? So we've gone through those years of drinking and going out and whatever. And he's always been sick. Like he's obviously like somehow somewhat allergic to some, like it's not normal. Like he wasn't even that drunk and would still vomit big time. No, like Ugh. over and over multiple, like c- could not Ugh. stop. Yeah. Not so I was like this, obviously like my fear of vomit plus just me not drinking. And like, then you're just a mess the next day. Like yes. I'm not having kids with you though. Like, yeah. You're not the father of my children if this is what you're going to be doing. I'm glad he pulled it together for you. <laughs> pulled it together. He stopped He stopped drinking to that. I think he just like knows his limit now and he also like sticks to beer or sticks to whatever. Whereas like when we were young, he would he would drink all the things. I mean, that's also like partly just being 16. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. if he was drinking beer now and still vomiting like that, then I'd be like, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, he, he like he almost was sick on Sunday. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's so odd to me because it's like after a good night's sleep, like he woke up at nine. How can you be sick at 10 a.m.? That's weird. I think you should be sick in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? It like attacks your body. You're like, shit. Know what I mean? Yeah, it's all, it's very different. It really depends on the day, what you drank, how much, if you ate the whole, it's, it's a whole formula that we, I could, I need years to teach you. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Um, we were, I mean, we're already talked for 12 minutes. We're doing a great job, but we're doing a great job talking about heavy weekends. You guys, I mean, they love learning they love more hearing about, about us, us and our lives. All right. Stay tuned, everyone. Maybe by the time you've heard this, I've already been to Les Îles de la Madeleine. Maybe. Maybe. Um, okay, you guys. So wanted, we wanted to talk about heavy weekends because um, I've recently had a heavy weekend and it came like it became this live that I did on the community group. And there's a few little aspects to it that we want to talk to you about when it comes to like having a heavy weekend. So <laughs> define, a he define a heavy weekend first. Okay. A heavy weekend is multiple days of feeling very full. And knowing that I overate, there's no, I don't have a number. I don't have like, I ate 10,000 calories. I just know that it was heavy. Like, and it's not just one day, it's like two or three. So it could yeah. be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or just Friday, Saturday, or just Saturday, Sunday. But we know when there's heavy, they're heavier than other weekends. And often like those heavier weekends come from when there was like a social event or like a weekend away, or, you know what I mean? Think of those times. I mean, it can be just in your home as well, but um, a heavier weekend is for sure. It's like multiple days of being in a calorie surplus. And how do you know? You you feel it. Like you feel full. You do. Yeah. And while it's happening, you know you're being excessive. I want to say excessive. Like that's basically, I'm like, man, Jose, exaggerate. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're exaggerating the amount of food you're eating. So it's not about like, oh, you exaggerated because you ate ice cream. No, you exaggerated because you ate four extra large ice creams. Like that's yeah. a heavy weekend, you guys. Yeah. And I think the conversation we want to have is, especially in the summer, having heavy weekends plus many little events during the week will ultimately add up and you're going to end up in a surplus and you're going to end up with weight gain you know? Um, and so it's about, it, you can't, you can't win them all. Some weekends you will be more reasonable. Weekends should be in a surplus, like are most likely in a surplus. The thing is, is that we as humans and, and as overweight humans, we are exaggerating the surplus and we need to ask ourselves why. Like, why are we doing that? Is it because you felt deprived all week and now you want to give her? Um, I have to say that last summer I rocked the whole no more labeling the days because there's just too many, too many things for me to have a heavy weekend and then a lunch on the Tuesday and then a supper on the Wednesday and then the camping on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday of the weekend before. Like there's just too much. So I needed to go event by event and not well, it's Saturday, you know? Um, but I do have to say, there's something to be said about going to lunch on a Tuesday and having a supper on a Friday. And when Saturday rolls around, you don't feel the need to overdo it, you guys. Like, we're telling you the truth. No. It, it is the truth. Yeah. It is the truth. Um, okay, so how can a heavier weekend impact the scale? Let's talk about the scale. Okay. Well, first of all, after consuming so much salt, carbs, and, and you know, and, and calories, uh, the scale is going to go up. And some of it will be real and some of it will not. And often when you're having a heavier weekend like that, 
like you're eating like later into the night than maybe you would normally like uh, guys that plays a part like you physically like if you got on the scale and then you ate a giant meal you would weigh more you didn't gain fat from your giant meal you just put something that weighs something in your body the same thing as water if you got on the scale and you chugged a liter of water you're gonna weigh more after like these said this is weight right it's not fat weight so you will weigh more after a heavier weekend a lot of it is excess water from extra sodium, carbs, um, eating later, maybe not drinking as much water, all those things. Yeah. So you need to expect it. I think that sometimes we let our emotions play a role in the disappointment of getting on the scale on the Monday and being up five pounds. Though. Like that's devastating sometimes. Yes. We've, we've had members, you know, say, oh my gosh, you know, I've just worked so hard and I lost 12 pounds and now I had this weekend and I gained five. Like, I can't believe I lost all this progress. And, and sometimes that can lead to people giving up. And making that five pound gain real when it was not real. Like guys, if you do some things and that's the next conversation we're going to have about what to, what to do next. Okay. If you move on with your life in whatever way, you could legit be down three of those five pounds in one day, two of those five pounds, like, like, because it, that wasn't real. That is normal scale fluctuation after you have consumed more carbs, more sodium, more, all the things than you normally do. Um, so I just went through that weekend where I was five pounds up. And uh, so the Friday, Saturday were too, were heavy. On the Sunday, I started drinking my water and I moved my body. And I really was mindful of, of what I was consuming. And for me, it, it's not punishment, you guys. It's me being who I want to be and me returning to behaving the way I want to behave. Um, and so the first day lost two. The second day lost another two. And then this more, morning, another 0.6. There's 0.4 left, you know, and we're the amazing. Wednesday. So it just shows that like if you, but you need to go like, but that would have not happened if I had a Tuesday lunch, a Wednesday supper. A, so I had nothing this week. I know I cannot repeat what I just did, Alicia. If I have a heavy weekend this weekend and then there's, you know, we're right now we're obviously recording a little early, early, but we have a thing on Thursday. We have a thing next Thursday too. Like there's too many things I need to, I, I cannot, I will try very hard not to repeat what I just did, you know, um, yeah. because I know that right now there's nothing, but there will be. Yes, that's the thing in the summer is there's a lot of spontaneity that will come up as well. So, yes. you know, to allow for more of those little events and allow for more of those spontaneity, um, it can serve you to not have those heavier weekends. And we're not saying don't enjoy, you know, the cake and the, and the whatever you enjoyed, but like maybe you ate more cake than what felt reasonable. That cake was and good. Oh, it was so good. And I had cake, I think, up until Monday. I think I like ate the last, just the last bite, like that. Oh, man, c'était bon. I regretted bringing it to my neighbors, honestly. I was like, oh my God, okay. I gave away too much. But then I'm like, no, like it's over. I'm also not a freezer. We know that. I don't right. freeze things. When people are like, you can freeze this. I'm like, oh, uh, you don't know me. I don't freeze things. 
I just don't. I, I'm not going to eat cake. I'm not going to save cake for later. Like, it's, no, no, no. That's just not me. Um, like when you get I, chocolate and you're like, I'm going to freeze chocolate. I just like don't understand it. I'm like, no, I'm going to throw it out. All of it out. Do you know what is like more hilarious to me? Not that you don't freeze things, but how ridiculous you think that freezing things is. That's what's hilarious to me. Not that you don't do it, that you think it is like ridiculous. I don't that understand. Anyone would freeze it. Don't understand. Um, my mom freezes nothing. So maybe that's why it's all about how you grew up and what you saw, right? My mom's freezer, I kid you not, they have a stand-up freezer. If there ever is, this is what I do when I go to my parents' house. I say, if there was ever an apocalypse, I would come straight to your home. Okay. Like her freezer is like shoved full of things. And do we go in the freezer as like our meal choice every day? Is that like, I don't understand. When do we eat these? no, not every day. You know, when she doesn't feel like cooking, she'll like go and grab something out. She gives a lot to my brother. Like okay. she just loves having a freezer stocked full. I think it also comes with like, I don't even have stuff in my fridge. How can this I have This is very frozen? true. You know what I mean? I can't have stuff frozen if I have nothing in my fridge. I think you guys cook and then you're like, obviously if you, let's say you make a lasagna, which never happens in my home. You're like, what am I going to do with these extra lasagnas? You know what I mean? And There's then you freeze it. There's a lasagna in my freezer right now. Oh my God, too much. Um, waiting, waiting to be consumed. Wait, just waiting. Um, okay, so, okay, we were talking about, okay, what to do next? So let's talk about that. How do you act after you've had a heavier weekend? And we kind of want to talk about two different ad pieces of advice because sometimes people say, well, just go back to normal. And then, you know, other people will say something else and what's right and what's wrong. And let's just have that conversation. What we're talking about is we often hear, especially, okay, we are also on social media, you guys. So we see all the things you see and we follow our own little people. And we, you know, there's a lot of fitness coaches helping people lose weight out there, right? So Alicia and I are not fitness coaches. We're just like two moms that have lost weight and are being so transparent and real, basically looking for other people like us, people that really relate to us usually do really well with your weight loss because they can see themselves. They, they really relate to how we live our lives and they see that we're managing having kids and paying bills. And uh, they're like, okay, yeah, these people are normal and they, they figure it out their way. Not that I'm saying that fitness coaches aren't normal, but if, if the fitness coach that you're following is 22, has never been overweight um, and lives alone in uh, her apartment, I just feel like there's like this different feel to their lives than, than yours. Right. So we follow those people. We, I mean, we see them on social media and often I hear them say like, last night I went out to supper and I had wine. Um, and you know, I had a salty supper and then I like saw them go to the keg and they had like the salmon and vegetables. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm, that's not heavy girl. I went with the fry clam Putin style, extra large ice cream after no, you know, anyways. Um, and they're like, Oh, I, you know, ate more salt feeling bloated this morning what to do after that, just get back to your life, just get back to what you usually do. And I understand their intentions. It's to not feel, you know, they, they're telling you the right things. Don't feel guilty. Uh, don't be dramatic, which I love. I love that message. But there's also that piece of like, girl, your salmon and vegetable at the restaurant is not the same excessive weekend I just had. I do think that there is a piece to fitness coaches that have never been overweight that they can't even understand at what point you can consume calories 
on the weekend. Do you agree with me, Alicia Stafford? <laughs> wow, first and last name. <laughs> I actually couldn't agree more. And What's I your think middle name? <gasps> Lynn. Lynn. Okay, I'll remember next time. What's your middle name? N. Okay. Okay. I probably won't remember. Oh, <laughs> think of your location person. Okay, I like it. Ah, it's good. It's good. Um, okay, people, and it's not even people that have never been overweight, people that have never struggled with their relationship with food. Okay. People that have never struggled with their relationship with food, people who have never had episodes of, let's be honest, let's just call it binge eating, like eating way past hunger. Um do not understand how a person could possibly consume legit 10,000 calories in an evening. Um, so when they give you that advice, I, I, like you said, their intentions, I think are very positive. They want you to not feel guilty and they don't want you to continue your life with an extreme feeling, um, deprived, but they also possibly don't realize the extent to which you just consumed calories. Yeah. Like I truly believe like Jeff doesn't understand like, and there's that piece, you know, you said maybe they haven't been on weight loss journey, but there is something to be said when you've been obese or overweight or whatever, it means you've been in a surplus consistently. Yeah. So you've created habits of overconsumption. You've created habits and, and, and a mindset that allows you to, to act that way. And so for sure. Uh, you know, just comparing with Jeff, who's never had a weight problem. I see him being reasonable naturally more than than me. And I've been a healthy person for a freaking long time, you guys. But I still have to talk to myself so much to not overdo it because I could consume 10,000 calories in, a, in, in, in an evening or in a day for sure on a Saturday. And when they when they're like, oh, you went off track this weekend, like those people like worked out on the Saturday morning while you were like with your three children, like you didn't have time to work out because that's not how you live your life. And they have all this, I mean, sorry, extra time and like so much effort towards their body and lifestyle because when you're 22 and living alone and you've never been overweight, you are not Mila. Like we are not living the same life. Like that's just honest, you know, oh, take, take me back. Take, take me back. It's funny though. You would never back. appreciate, you wouldn't appreciate it now. Do you know what I mean? Like you, right. uh, you had to go through the experience and the trauma of having zero negative minutes in your life to appreciate having minutes back. And it's not even the time. It's also the guilt. Oh, I'll say I got guilt. Anyway, whole nother podcast. Hold it, yeah. But our point is, is that when you are getting this advice, if someone says just go back to normal, they might not realize the extent to what what just happened. <laughs> and we're not saying the next day, let us run for three hours. You know, water, 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 a gallon of water. But what we are saying is, do you know what you? just consumed a lot of calories. Your body can use up some of that today for the energy it's going to require to do its thing. Yeah. So don't eat until you're hungry. Like if you usually have a really healthy breakfast, but you wake up not hungry, it's okay to wait until you're actually hungry to have your breakfast. They also need to understand like these, these fitness coaches also, everything's calculated during the week. So they're like, they mm. know when they go back to their Monday that they're on track. Whereas normal humans that don't track, which these are the people we're trying to help. Okay. Maybe what they're doing there during the week is not, and I'm and lack of a better sentence, good enough. 
You know, it might not be good enough to outweigh the 10,000 calorie Saturday, Friday you just had. And so these people have a system in place to be the fitness coach looking people they are because everything's like, it's all set up and they've like calculated things and they're like, okay, I can handle, you know, wine and salmon and vegetables at the restaurant because I'm going to go work out in the morning. Like they already have in place a system that allows them to maintain their weight. Let's have that conversation as well. Oh my God. I have so much to say. <laughs> Let's. Let's. Yes. But like these people are trying to maintain their weight. So they're giving advice to just maintain their weight. Like, so they don't have to be in a deficit to undo, si tu veux, the Saturday they just had, which in their minds is like, oh, I feel bloated, where you like gave her and, and you know, it's just not the same it's behavior. Not, it is not the same thing. No, for sure. And so if you are watching someone live their life who is not on a weight loss journey and you think, oh, how are they doing this? They're drinking wine. They're eating ice cream. They're doing this. They're doing that. Remember, th if they are maintaining, then they are maintaining. They get to consume more calories every single day on average and achieve their goal. So definitely dangerous to be comparing someone's lifestyle that is maintaining to someone's lifestyle that if your goal is weight loss, we need to really remember that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, like if someone's like, oh, did you have a heavy Saturday? And it's like, yeah, me too. That is so relative. Like one person, that's your perception of your Saturday. But at the end of the day, you did not consume the same amount of calories though. So Absolutely. that is an amazing point. And yeah. Also, you know, we've had, we have conversation with members all the time. They say, I'm so much better on the weekend and I'm not losing. Well, you know, your body doesn't care if you're being better. Your body cares if you're in a calorie deficit. So it's amazing loss, yeah. that you're being better and, and you, things are going well. But remember that your perception of what is good enough to be in a deficit might not be what is needed to be done. Yeah, I know. And it's, and I think we're the, it's, this is not like bad news, but we're just being so more like real, I guess. Yes. Like we're more like, eh, like, you know, mate, like, it's all good to say like, doesn't matter what you do on Saturday. No, it does. Like if you have goals, like you, you have to, you have to understand that your behavior has rewards and consequences and puts you on a path. And if you see yourself living a certain type of lifestyle and you're not getting to your goals, you're going to have to adjust some things, you know? And then you're like, but they told me it's, it's almost like, okay, when Weight Watchers like zero points for fruit and vegetables. And you're like, you're, you told me it's zero points, but if you eat 17 bananas that day, plus all of your points, you are not in a deficit though. Know? Like who cares what they told you though? Know? Like, this is what your body's saying, you know? So yeah, no, I, I think it is just so important that we really have that conversation more often about with people who have struggled with issues in the past with the food and their relationship with food. And I really, I know that people who struggle with their relationship with food have moments of overeating in excess and we need to have the conversation and stop pretending it doesn't happen. Um, I'm not saying you're bad, but it's just, it, 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 it's important to have that conversation. I love that you just said have moments of doing that because again, someone that has not had a weight problem or, you know, creating that relationship with food, like these people, I told you, they have everything 
calculated. They're not like they're they're not having episodes of binging and chippets in their pantry like normal co- common humans like us, you know. So that's why sometimes I feel like that advice. And also, they're like living at the gym, two hours at the gym. Like, there's just like other things that you really need to consider when you're seeking out help for weight loss. That you absolutely need, you need to understand that people don't live the same life, and you're not with them twenty four seven. So you no. don't know exactly, and you don't have a calorie count for them. No, no. I um I was listening to a podcast and it's this guy, which is funny because he's a guy and he's single, but he like works a lot with women and he for he talks all the time about the expectations on like a woman and a mother that has kids and how it is so he coaches them so much different than someone that lives alone in their apartment that can control every single food item that comes in the home that can dedicate that time. You know, he's like, it's just a different conversation. Oh, I love that. It is very much a different conversation. It really is. So Um, make sure you're a part of the right conversation. Oh, I like that. Make sure you're talking to the right people that can actually, um, I guess, help you with your current situation. Absolutely. And as much like we have tons of members that are young, that don't have kids, that whatever, but they they feel still they relate to us more and the type of behavior that we deal with and, and that we help out with strategies, they relate to that, you know, because they have been overweight and they, they, they feel more about how they relate to us more. Even if we're moms and they're not, they're like, I can relate to you more than I can relate to the person that has never had a weight problem. Yeah. All right. Okay. This was a great podcast. Yeah. I loved every second of it. Um, okay. (laughs) I love talking. Um, okay, everyone. So of course, join us anytime your way, our support.com and follow us on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And please, please share the fact that you are listening to us. We love our listeners. We love when you tag us. We love you. We do. Okay. Bye guys. Bye.